Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Cruise. And that's going up against... We're a Miracle. Hmm, some great songs chosen this week. I would consider both of these songs not sort of very overly well-known to general pop music fans. Of course, to us fighters, we will know these like the back of our hands. But let's get to know these a little bit more. So, let's first start talking about Cruise. So, Cruise is one of those songs, um, one of those rare songs in Christina's catalogue where the title of the song is not actually part of the lyrics or forms any word um, or any part of the song at all. Um, Do correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't actually recall of another Christina song on the top of my head that hasn't got the name of the song in the actual lyrics, which I think is pretty cool here. Hmm. Indeed, I may have let my trail of thought get away from me there, but let's get back to the matter and topic at hand. We're talking about Cruise. So this song was released in 2002 as part of the album Stripped, and it ended up as track number 13 on the track list of the album. Uh, The song was written by Christina and Linda Perry and produced by Linda Perry, one of the many songs on Stripped that Christina and Linda worked on together and started this great working collaboration together from this album going forwards on to the second disc of Back to Basics and also going forward to Bionic. She hasn't worked with Linda as much recently. The only thing that I can think of is America, as we know from episode one. Um, But uh, I would love for them to work together more because they have a really great working relationship together. I remember watching the MTV diary that Christina did around the time of Strip's release um, and we saw Christina and Linda in the studio and their banter together was absolutely amazing. I remember this one scene in particular there Christina was playing a lot of ping pong during the recording of Stripped um, with her collaborators and Linda was no different here and there was a game where Christina was uh, not doing as amazing um, and uh, I think the main reason was that she actually needed to pee um, so uh, Linda wouldn't let her go and pee uh, because she thought that it was a ruse to make her win or she was cheating or something like that anyway she ended up running out and going to the loo which is one of the most hilarious things I've seen Christina do on camera. Um, do find it on YouTube if you haven't seen it already. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but then she came back, she'd done the deed, and then she'd come back and um, won uh, the ping pong champion. And then Linda's there slapping the ping pong racket, saying, You piece of beep, um, which I think is really hilarious. So you can see that their banter uh, reflects into their working relationship. They have 
really brought out the best in each other. Um, and I really think Linda actually brought something out of Christina firstly, because I remember Linda doing an interview about how she originally met Christina and how she approached her. And I think it was in a bar and she went and up to her and introduced her saying, hi, I'm Linda Perry, etc., etc., And um, said something about Christina sort of looking quite lost and was hoping that she could work with her in the hope that it would channel her angst and put it into something great in terms of her music. And well, the rest is history. So Cruise is this rock ballad um, where it's about leaving something or a situation. And in this scenario, it's driving away from it and moving forward with life and making a change for the better. And I feel like this song is quite wistful and very timeless. I can't really explain into words why I really feel like that, but when you listen to it, it really makes you long for the good times that you've had in the past and good times you'll create in the future. Um, I significantly remember connecting to this song in a very, very emotional way um, and listening to it in the car on the way to being dropped off to university by my parents. And I remember that I was just silently crying in the back but I was also feeling very hopeful about my future because I know that I was doing this for a purpose and the way that the song makes you feel and the lyrics from the song itself it's just allows you to embrace the emotions of leaving a situation or leaving home or almost leaving like a comfort blanket that you have put yourself in and the reasons why and just really embracing those and how to channel those and put them forward into feeling hopeful for the future and making sure that what you're doing is the right thing even though it doesn't feel like it even though every ounce of you every cell inside is screaming why are you doing this you know that in the future you will look back and you will thank yourself for letting you feel that escape and letting you feel that need to change because yes change isn't always a good thing um but you have to change and you have to adapt um it's like a constant in our life that we do have to adapt to circumstances and situations and i feel this song really hits the nail on the head with how to adapt in that situation and i can see with this song why a lot of fighters and even pop music fans say that this album helped a lot in terms of stripped with their own personal battles and demons and struggles because this is one of those rare songs that doesn't just hit the nail on the head in terms of the emotions and how it wants to make you feel as a track but it also gives a message of embracing the emotions and dealing with them in a positive way and there's not a lot of feel-good songs that actually do that And speaking about the song itself, I really like how it's almost sort of builds itself up because it starts off very, very quiet, no backing track at all. It is just layers of Christina's vocals. She almost sounds like like a gospel choir. Um, And even if there is background vocalists as well, it's really, really great. And then we get this lovely piano that comes in and then it slowly does start to add on the layers and turns into this magnificent moving rock ballad. And I think the way that that's layered, that also adds to the drama of the track and how it's supposed to evoke these emotions from you. And I just really, really think that in terms of the placement of the track in terms of the album because Christina has made albums for us to listen to from start to finish to take us on a journey to tell a story 
it comes straight after beautiful and it just like beautiful is a very very good song in terms of helping you accept yourself for who you are and cruise is taking that person and sort of setting you free and taking you out into the world and then it's followed by soar where it is spread your wings and soar and i think it's beautiful in terms of the way that it's placed haha <laughs> beautiful because it's after beautiful but i think it's absolutely great because there is that storytelling and christina does that so well especially when she's trying to put that across in her 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 thoughts and her artistry and even when it's something as simple as the order that the tracks come in an album that's amazing because she's done that on all of her albums all of her studio albums there has been a story a continuation of something from start to finish and this is why i really respect christina as an artist because she just doesn't jumble a load of tracks together and put them on an album. She puts a lot of thought into it. She puts a lot of her time and her energy and her creative force into telling a story. And we don't have many storytellers in music anymore. We really don't. And she is one of the acts that have been around for obviously a very, very long time that still does that. And that is why I continue to be a big fan of hers and be a big voice for her artistry and will defend her artistry in such a positive way because she just really goes to town with it and there's no one that does that like that anymore. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So of course we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the songs that we've been choosing for each podcast. So nothing different here let's look at favorite lyric for cruise um for me it has to be the opening lyric which is the slowly drifting into a peaceful breeze um not only does it conjure up the images of freedom and just moving on but it's so poetic to start the song on there is the imagery later on in the song of driving down the freeway hand sweeping through the wind but i feel this line is less literal and it shows that the open interpretation that the song has because that is it as an artist you want to be able to make your songs and what you want to say freely interpreted by the listener and stripped has a lot of those songs on there and that's why it's resonated with so many people and people consider it as like the pop bible because many artists have tried to emulate the message the sound um, the emotion from this album going forwards and up to today um, but yeah, that's slowly drifting into a peaceful breeze and then how it's repeated later on. It's just this lovely, poetic, um, brilliant, brilliant um, lyric. And I think it's just, you know, amazing. I, I love the poetry in this song. I think it's absolutely brilliant. My favourite part, I do like the ending. Um, it, the somehow I miss it. I, I think I really miss it one day. Um, I want to mainly put a spotlight on her vocals at this part because I really like how her vocal almost cracks with emotion at the end and that really sort of evoked something in me as well because you know that if you leave something or a situation our human response and automatic human nature response would be that you are going to miss it even though you're making a positive change you are going to miss what you had because it was your comfort blanket and um letting her vocal crack there um is just brilliant because it evokes that emotion i know christina is a right perfectionist when it comes to recording and singing she will record things multiple times again and again and again 
until um, she gets the what she wants and I think Linda has brought that out in her that things like cracks and notes that aren't always going to be spot on is not a bad thing it is about the emotion and working with Linda I think's really changed the way that she sings um, from being technically perfect to singing from the soul and that shows the connection because you've got some great artists out there but they focus on the technically perfect side of singing and to me that is not something that I connect with I will connect with someone who sings from the soul and a lot of who the artists that Christine is influenced by for example Etta James they sing like that as well and I'm really glad that that's what she's done going forwards is singing with emotion and singing from her soul um, and I think Linda's probably one of the people to thank for that. So she has performed this as well, um, not live in terms of, um, you know, in terms of promotion, but she's done this as part of the strip tour uh, where she was sit, sat on almost like a bar stool with the hat and with the guitar and really, really nice stripped down performance. Um, one of the highlights of the, um, if you watch the DVD, the, the live at Wembley, um, really, really great because it just puts a spotlight on her voice. Yeah, she's got some great stuff as well, you know, when she's on the piano doing Impossible um, and At Last and stuff like that. But this is a different side because it's not Jazz Christina. It's not balls to the wall, ad-libs, signature Christina. It's, it's a, a Christina that is more building herself up and then you do get the ad-libs at the end and that is for me is is my favorite style of performance of Christina because it shows a different variety in her voice and she's so well suited to rock and I would love to see her explore this genre even more so yeah that's Cruise let's move on to talking about We're a Miracle now this is a song not lots and lots known about it but it's a song for a soundtrack uh, which I will speak about which film it is in a minute. Um, but it was also on the Japanese pressings of the debut album. Um, so that's why it's been selected on the selection wheel. So this song was written by Christina uh, David Zippel, which is a name you may recognise if you listen to the Reflection episode, as he was one of the team behind Reflection, and Todd Chapman, who also did the programming on Genie in a Bottle. And it was produced by Todd Chapman. So it was... I presume part of the songs that were recorded for the debut album uh, but not ended up on the official international standard version of it but it was released um, on the debut album in Japan and also on the soundtrack for Pokemon the first movie or in some territories it was known as Mewtwo Strikes Back um, and if I recollect I think the song is in the credits um, but yeah it was picked up for um, that because in, in, in this sort of time, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, Pokemon was absolutely massive, massive, massive. From what I remember anyway, it's definitely part of my childhood. As we know, Pokemon is a massive juggernaut in the world of gaming and even in the world of animation because a lot of people were introduced to Pokemon more when they saw the um, animated television series. Um, I remember it used to be on the Saturday mornings um, on um, ITV in the UK as part of SMTV. Um, and uh, we had Ant and Deck that were on there doing all the Pokemon stuff, the extra stuff. I think it was brilliant. Very, very great time in my life. Very nostalgic. Um, but Pokemon actually originated in Japan, which is also where Christina spent 
um, a good chunk of her childhood growing up. Um, I think she lived there for two years with her mum. It was after Mickey Mouse Club, who she was on with Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake. Um, It was cancelled. And after that, she ended up moving because her dad was in the military and uh, was moving around a lot in terms of where they were posted. And I think Japan was where they ended up for a couple of years as a result of that but japan is a place she holds very dear to her heart because she has spent a chunk of her childhood growing up there and i think she's been back many times since then she's even been on holiday with her children there um i think she actually um documented this all on her instagram quite recently a few years ago um so it's a very it's a place that holds very very dear to her heart so speaking of the song we're a miracle it's a power ballad very late 90s sound very bubblegum pop era uh, you know, you, you paint by numbers there in terms of the way of its sound. Um, and the song is about uh, like a duo or a partnership that still makes it through no matter what and how important the reliance is on each other in terms of giving strength. But it also has a bit of a spiritual theme to it, I feel, because it refers to things like angels and stars and destiny. Um, so I quite like that twist on there as well because it's very, very different and very unique. Um, so with We're a Miracle, there's actually two separate versions of the track with slightly different lyrics. There's the one on the Pokemon soundtrack, uh, which is slightly different. Um, I think a lot of people say that it's like the demo version that ended up on there. And then the one that's ended up on the pressings of the debut album in uh, Japan is is slightly different. No idea why. Maybe the lyrics were more applicable to the Pokemon film in terms of the one that appears on the soundtrack. Um, as we know songs are recorded multiple times in multiple different formats before they settle on a version that's ended up on a on, on the actual final cd um, or album um, so yeah i mean it's really cool that there's two different parts so let's look at favorite lyrics um for me um two stars among the heavens destiny brought you to me um i quite like this as it's very poetic and it's almost um it's almost Shakespearean, like it's it sort of evokes Romeo and Juliet, you know, the two stars among the heavens, destiny brought you to me. Like it's, it seems like it's like in Romeo and Juliet, they have the line, the star-crossed lovers. It, it just sort of evokes that for me and I quite like that. Um, it's very, very mature, I think, because I feel like at the stage of Christina's career when this was released, um, everything was sort of very floaty, bubblegum pop. Um, Whereas sort of this song is a lot more mature. But I can see why it was left off the track list of the debut album. As it is very sort of pedestrian in terms of the sound. It's very, like I mentioned before, paint by numbers, power ballad, 90s style. And for a debut album, I reckon you... I mean, if it was me personally, you want a track list where it's all killer, no filler. And We're a Miracle is a great song, but... I think with Christina wanting to not blend into the crowd and be another standard late 90s bubblegum pop artist, that's probably the reason why it was left off. But it was still still deemed a good enough song to be released to the masses and hence why it was put forward for the Pokemon movie and ended up being released in that way. Um, but it's still a great song. I mean, Christina's vocals on it are brilliant. I love Debutina vocals um, because they're so crisp and so clear um and this is when she was focusing on technical perfection like we mentioned earlier this episode um until we got 
lovely soul Christina who I absolutely love even more um, but yeah I do love Debutina vocals because they can be very very extra and we always knew Christina was going to be very extra from the beginning but yeah this is a great Debutina song um, it lends itself very well to um, the feel of sort of Pokemon and the feel of the first film and how it sort of evokes that nostalgia there if you listen back to it now you do feel very nostalgic um, but yeah like I said it is it is a very sort of paint by numbers 90s track um, don't know too much about it in terms of its recording and things like that but still an absolutely great song so we've heard about We're a Miracle and we've heard about Cruise but there can only be one winner so drum roll please And the winner is... Cruise! Many, many congratulations to Cruise. I think it was an obvious winner this episode, um, just because of the way that I've talking about both of the songs. I think the reason why Cruise is the winner for me, though, is just because it's a very, very timeless Christina song. It means a lot to me on a personal level, really resonates with me. So, of course, it really had to win. We're a Miracle, great song, great debutina track, but... Yeah, Cruise has to be the superior one for me here. So, next episode, we'll be looking at a song released in response to a tragedy versus a summary track from Lotus. Thank you so much for listening this episode. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave comments. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xdina Track Battle. Ta-ta! <laughs>